0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: Horangi Ben Allen, <laughs> as I live and breathe. How are you, brother?
0: Very well, sir. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I noticed you've got a... Is that a Hurangi shirt?
1: Uh, this is, yeah. This was... Um, this was for our streaming community. I designed this myself, actually. And uh, Looks pretty it silly. says in Korean on the side, wait, well, um, this side. Uh, <laughs> it's a horang in time. <laughs> so, that was just a little joke we had. Why did you, where did you, that joke come from? I don't know where it came from. I, I, I would just tweet random crap for a while and, uh, um, I think it spawned from those Morbius memes that were popular for a while. You know, people would say they saw the uh-huh. Morbius. He says it's Morbin time, but he never actually says it. And you know, that's a that's derived from it's Morphin time from the Power Rangers, and mm. I, I derived it one level further and created it's Horangin time, and uh, people loved it for whatever reason.
0: How good was that movie, man? Morbius. <laughs> Have you seen Morbius? I haven't seen it. I saw it. I rocked up twenty minutes late. That was the first time I was thankful. For getting to a movie yeah. late, <laughs> nah,
1: it was alright. Probably still uh, understood everything, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> it was alright. It was actually alright if you just oh, take it, it, it. Yeah, it was. It was just a completely average superhero movie. You know. Oh, okay. We've seen a thousand times, but because everybody makes it
1: sound like it's you know it, it'll make your eyes bleed if you watch it or something. It's not. I didn't
0: think it was that bad, but I guess. You know, maybe I'm uh, I'm known to be quite harsh though with my movie reviews. You would know. You follow my movie review page. I can be.
1: I do, yeah. So if you had to post this, I don't know if you did, but if you had to post this on Dan Allen, what's the what's the page movies. called? Dan, Dan Allen. Dan Allen movies. Yeah, Dan yeah. Allen movies. So on Dan Allen movies, you used to do like a thumbs up, thumbs down rating, like I recommend it or I don't, right? Mm. And then you started doing a star system. So where within that ranking system would Morbius go?
0: Four out of ten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. Only four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's, that's only a little less than average, though, right? All right, whatever. It's yeah. acceptable. <laughs> no, on my I scale that's, that's my scale that's, that's bad. That's not so me on the radar of the Morbius two casting directors. Uh, it could be a job <laughs> for me. So Morbius two. You reckon electrical. that's
0: green lit? Morbius two. I got a feeling yeah. that ain't happening, Nick.
1: it uh, could happen.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I want to officially in front of everyone, apologize. So last time we had a great chat, but there was a, a, an extremely, um, unprofessional and bad thing that I did, which was, I called the character Harangi. and did you,
1: oh, everybody does that. Oh, okay. So I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody does that. I, I, um, I have played many a Warzone game with Chad, Michael Collins, and, uh, he would make that mistake too. He call him Haranji and, uh, <laughs> It's, it's kind of cool hearing it in his voice, though. It's almost like, oh, wow, that's that's exactly how the character of Alex or, or one of the other guys like Graves or the 141 guys would say it. And I was I was okay with the mispronunciation, but I, I corrected him at one point. And was like, it's Harangi, or if you want to roll it, Horangi. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've been getting it wrong. And
0: <laughs> Oh, man. I was just watching an interview back. It was, if you guys haven't seen it, it was a bit of a, it was only short, but, geez, it was good. I mean, not from me, from your side, but it was, um, it was a lot of fun. So I had to invite you back for a bit of a longer chat so we can get into a few things. How's your 2023 been, brother?
1: Um, it's been, it's been punctuated by spurts of busyness and deadness. Um, mm. I've, uh, luckily been able to work on a lot of my own passion projects and, uh, I do a lot of writing and, uh, travel abor- abroad a little bit this year and so that's been kind of nice uh to do something with the downtime I went to went to Italy and France this year with the girlfriend and so uh that's been fun but otherwise you know I've worked on a handful of shows and a handful of games I can't talk about yet but um it's been a lot of uh a lot of uh sitting around on strike and uh, picketing and whatnot and so
0: so it'll kind of look, it'll look like 2024
1: is a little busier
0: I was going to say, when the credits roll around, 2024 is like, why, why did he do all this work in 24? What was he doing in 23? But no one realizes it's not like you're working on the the shows and games the year they come out,
1: is it? For the most part, no. With Call of Duty, we recorded it uh, within six months of its release. And so mm. I, I know for a fact with Call of Duty, with Modern Warfare 2, Kurangi was sort of a last-minute addition. And even, even when I went in for my first session, they were like, look, Nick, we found out two weeks ago that we were gonna have a a Korean operator. This is brand new information to us. And so anything you want to bring to the character you think might be a good idea, you can help us flesh out. Uh that wasn't the case for every operator. When I talked to Allison Packard, who plays Rose, she was like, Oh, I auditioned for this, you know, eight months before I ever got cast. And so that was not that was not my experience. I, I auditioned for it only a few weeks before I was cast and had to go in and work on it. And so Things kind of happen very quickly.
0: By the way, guys, you can um, use the link in the description or pin comment and ask uh, Nick a question and all Mm. money will go to Game on Cancer, a great charity. Uh, Alison Packard, who plays Rose, any other operators you've met over the last year or so?
1: Uh, In person, I've actually only ever met Alison. I I know people like to assume that we all know each other and we go out for (laughs) casting and years and whatnot. It's like, nah. (laughs) I've never met most of them. Um, and most of them have never met each other, and so um, uh, I, I know Chad through social media. I know Mars through social media. You're now, lying. You're lying, Nick. You've met Oni. That's right. I have <laughs> met. I, I, <laughs> yeah, Got- I've met Dicek once uh, in the lobby of a recording studio. Okay, does that
0: really? Count? <laughs> Maybe
1: not. No, I mean it uh, doesn't because it was. I, it was a fly no, by. It doesn't. Yeah. He's not gonna remember who the hell I am. I remember it because I had seen every cutscene of his ass already in Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> when he gets into the into the onsen, and so I was like, I know this man very well, but I'm I'm like a fan, basically, like any other fan, and he he has no fucking clue who I was. Do you think that was his ass in that spa, or or you what well, you think they? <laughs> Do you, think that, do you think they scanned him and then made it look nicer and everything? They're like, all right, we'll, we'll give you a little more... Uh, we'll brush blunt. it up a bit, because it, was a, it yeah. was a
0: baby bottom, man. It was very... I, oh, into oh, real, oh I,
1: I don't know if they just constructed one or, or whatever. Just Again, not a question I asked him, meeting him for the first time. I was a little more appropriate than that. Yeah, maybe next time. Wouldn't, <laughs> have been, wouldn't that have been weird? I'm such a huge fan. I've seen your butt so many times. I reckon he would have been fine with it, you know? Yeah, he probably gets it a lot, to be honest. He does convention <laughs> appearances and whatnot, but... I'm pretty sure yeah. I
0: asked him about it when we uh, had a oh. chat. Not not was not the first question I asked? You have to eat okay. into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So you went to... Where'd you go? France and Italy.
1: Yeah, France and Italy, just uh, just for vacation. And so... How was uh, Various happen? parts of Italy. We did uh, Rome and... Uh, Naples and Serrano and uh, the Amalfi Coast. Uh, and then uh, we went to France and uh, spent pretty much all of our time in Paris. Uh, and it was uh, it was only a short, short bit after that, like a few days after when all of these riots and protests and things were happening. And so we were lucky to get out of there uh, uh, unscathed and uh, without much trouble. Well,
0: how did you find Italy? Because I want to go.
1: How did I? How did I what?
0: How did you find Italy? As I how really did I find Italy? Together. It's not a map.
1: What do you? Mean? <laughs> I don't understand the question. What?
0: It's it must be an Australian thing. When I say how yeah. how do you find it? I mean how do, what did you think of it?
1: Oh oh oh! Yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah. All yeah. right now I. All right. Let me <laughs> reinterpret the question. Uh, how did I find it? Uh, I found it to be uh, really really nice. I mean, it's some of the best food you can have in the world. Everywhere within the country, and so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know about other parts of the States and other places in the world, but in Los Angeles, if you want to have a decent pizza, you're going to spend like $50. (laughs) And uh, um, in Italy, you know, you can have that for a fifth of the cost. You can have, you know, the best pizza you've ever had in the world for a fifth of the cost. And did you stay in the main hubs? Did you? Rome and all that? Um, We did a combination of uh, sort of tourist hubs and then... uh, sort of staying off the beaten path and uh, just staying where locals are. And so, uh, yeah, super nice to, to get a mix of that and not just do tour guide things all day, touristy things. So I know your girlfriend's a
0: film composer and you Mm -hmm. guys went and saw Hans Zimmer, John Williams. That's right. Yeah. I've seen Hans Zimmer. I think that was the best concert I've ever been to. It was unbelievable.
1: We said the same thing. And my girlfriend's been to more concerts than I have, but um we've been to many together and uh yeah that was that was the most fun i've ever had at a concert because you know it's film music but they treat it like a rock concert and hans is a rock star uh, did you see when he uh, came to australia or something yeah, yeah a couple of years ago yeah oh, i got gotcha. you yeah it was it was amazing and uh that was one of the reasons we stayed in paris for for extra time because oh you we saw wanted him in paris yeah we saw him in paris oh wow yeah
0: because he's, he's
1: only touring in Europe this year. He wasn't, he wasn't coming to the States or elsewhere. And so we were like, oh, he's not coming to LA. Well, we're in Europe. Let's uh let's pop over to Paris. And my girlfriend's fluent in French. And so oh, wow. it was super convenient. Yeah. I mean, just coincidentally, she's not French herself. She just happened to be fluent. And um, yeah, we, we just popped over there and uh saw the concert. It was it was a religious experience.
0: Did he play? Did he finish with? inception
1: he did all of his his greatest hits i don't remember the specific order of them but he yeah. um you know he it, it, if it's a hans zimmer piece that you like odds are he did it so inception was in there he did time and then uh uh he did you know pirates the Did he do, d- uh dune
0: dune dune
1: yes he did yes he did yeah and he had the he had the singer who um oh, who does vocals hey. on that track uh, on the on the main track and uh she was there yeah yeah cuz he's
0: done I, I think he also did James Bond recently that was probably in there too so probably since i went, he's done all this new music so anytime mm. he comes i'm the first one to get a ticket it's so good and how was john mm. williams cuz he's
1: getting – oh john williams is i you know he's phenomenal he the fact that he still writes his own music and can conduct and do all of that stuff is uh It's 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 just mind blowing that he can do that into his 90s, and uh, he's he's sharp as a tack, and so he's
0: inspiring, isn't he?
1: Yeah, Yeah. this is my second time seeing John Williams. I had seen him once uh, alone through a work event, and then this time we got to go together, and uh, yeah, incredible. That was in L.A. That was in L.A. at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah.
0: So what have you? What what have what has your girlfriend learnt about? Um, or what have you learned from your girlfriend about film composing that many people might
1: not know Uh, just it's, yeah, it's a, it's a lot fucking harder than uh, most people (laughs) realize, I guess. And and the best composers make it look easy. Um, uh, What people don't know about me is I I write a lot of my own projects and over the years I've pitched things to major studios. Um, And so, you know, anytime we do a pitch package, I do something a little unorthodox and uh ask my girlfriend to write a piece of music that goes along with our pitch deck and you know all of the visuals we've compiled and submit that together and so um i think it makes for a much stronger package and uh
0: so she's um, also going up for it as well kind of
1: yeah pretty much you know it's a it's a it's a bit of a package deal and uh if i know actors um who are well known that uh might be really great for those parts i reach out to them and go you know, we, we can we can solidify this package and make it stronger by you attaching your name to this character or something. And they'll do that and they'll they'll sign on ahead of time and uh, we'll submit that way. And, that, that, you know, that's that's the that's the packaging process in, in Hollywood. That's how it's done. And so I try to come up with the strongest thing possible um, by including all of those extra little goodies.
0: So it's not when you audition, you'll have a music over while you
1: while you do a monologue or something. You don't do that at ever, um, do you? No, I, that uh, that would be considered tacky, I guess, by by casting directors and and people who look at, at audition self tapes. They want to see your acting in its rawest form, and they don't even want to see you wear a costume or use too many props or anything. For the most part, they just want to see you for you and uh, no no aim assist basically.
0: Really? So that that's can you think that's considered tacky?
1: um i'm not a cat let me my opinion on it um i I guess i think it's tacky because i've been told it's tacky and uh from agents from agents from casting directors whatnot so yeah for acting auditions it's it's generally frowned upon um and to be honest i don't want i don't want my girlfriend's music to be uh uh to be overshadowing any performance i do in an audition anyway and so it's like you know, you're 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 there to act, and so I, I provide what they ask for. But um, when it comes to pitching, you know, concepts and IP and projects I've written, um, anything is fair game. See,
0: I hear a lot that uh, when these actors book these big gigs or these breakout roles, they don't hear till months later, and they kind of feel like the audition was just. Not bad, but it wasn't one of their best work. And then their best work, they never booked that role. Do you have that sort of dichotomy? Do you does that <laughs> happen to you?
1: Let's see. Um I felt strongly about my hurangi audition, but okay. it, the, the version I did was not the horangi you hear today. It was uh it was very stripped down, a little more generic Korean soldier, the way I did that audition. You know, it was just I'm reloading, 장전한다. Let's go. Moving here. Right. It was, it was a little more straightforward and it wasn't until I got into the recording session and, you know, the writers are telling me all kinds of stuff now that I didn't know before, because these details were previously kept a secret. And they're like, uh, yeah, we think he's going to wear a mask and, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to show his face. And, uh, his name is Horangi. And I was like, oh, Horangi, that means tiger in Korean. I'm going to add a growl to his sound and, uh, make him more animalistic. And, um, I, I was going to sort of incorporate the Wolverine in there a little bit better. You know, this is like the Korean Wolverine or, you know, he's got to live alongside characters like Captain Price and Ghost who who have that sort of throaty growl in their voice. And so that's where that came about. Um, your question was, are there roles where I, yeah. So that, that was one of those examples where I felt like, yeah, the audition was fine, but they told me it was perfect. Mm. But then when we actually went in to record it, it was fundamentally a different performance than the one I auditioned with. Um, When I auditioned for the Super Flock on Bossy Bear, a uh, Nickelodeon show for kids, um, they wanted a track of me singing a pop song. And up until that point, I didn't really have experience singing pop specifically. And so I sang it a little low in like a jazz register. And they loved it. They were like, oh, my gosh, that's so good and I was not happy with it and so I spent six months taking singing lessons after they booked me for it because I felt like a fraud and you know when the when the show actually came out and you actually hear the singing it sounds pop appropriate and I learned how to do it in time so you are happy with the show how it came out I'm happy with how it came out but if I hadn't taken singing lessons I <clears throat> I would not have been okay with what I did in that audition I, I sort of submitted it as a yeah you know why not doesn't hurt to audition for something like this how many how many parts are there for for korean actors anyway all right if something comes to me that's specifically for you know my type then i'll submit for it and hope for the best maybe they'll find me a different role if it's not appropriate but you no, know, they wanted me for that role and i was like i felt very underqualified when i got booked on it but luckily i had a, a very good singing coach uh in Tofer keen and uh he uh he, he got me in shape for it and so now, I'll, now I'll audition for any any pop singing stuff, and it's uh, uh, it's it's one of those things that people actually request me to do now. Request you to do? Yeah, like I'll have casting directors and uh, people reach out specifically request me through my agent to yeah uh, that that super flock guy or Nick like have him have him read for this
0: for musical type roles.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow! And did you ever think you'd go down that road? No, not <laughs> not at all. No. People people were telling me, Oh, Nick, since you're a singer on Nickelodeon, now you got to follow the Ariana Grande career path. And I was like, (laughs) absolutely not. That's not, (laughs) I'm not that good. That's not in the cards for me. Hey, but you
0: look on your right. What have you got there? You're in the, you're very close to a piano
1: and musical station. It
0: wouldn't be hard for you to get some music out.
1: You know, most of the time this room is my girlfriend's office and she does her composition and all of that from this desk. And, uh, um a, a few times a week if i need it it's uh it's on loan to me oh okay yeah and so yeah. The, you know the, I, I get to scream and do other things from this desk but it is, it is most of the time her workstation because she spends so much time in here uh so is do you do your auditions in there as well no i have um uh i have i uh, a i have a studio built into our walk-in closet in the other room and so it's it's like a soundproof walking closet, and I go in there and I I record all the auditions, audio books. Uh, I record a lot of I've recorded many a season of, of TV in there as well. And so it's uh, cool. actually all of Squid Game: The Challenge I recorded in there from home. You kidding? Yeah, people ask me, oh Nick, was it uncomfortable standing around in the suit all day? <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to do that. They made a body double suffer through that, and I got to just record it. I knew I, I was watching it with my girlfriend and, and I'm like, that's
0: not Nick. It's his voice, but that is not him under that suit.
1: I they picked a guy who had like a similar build. He's just kind of like taller and, and uh and slimmer. So he, I, he I wasn't as
0: epic people. the way he walked as you, mate. Oh. I, I could tell immediately. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, maybe that's just me. But um no, that was a great job on that show from what I've seen. I've only seen the first five episodes. It's that's uh that's the only ones that are out so far. It's a very fast-paced show. I will tell you mm-hmm. what, and it it is. It does get you hooked.
1: It does. How much? I've um, only seen one episode so far, but I'm I'm watching the rest after I pick my girlfriend up from the airport tonight.
0: I mean, is that weird watching a show like that where you're
1: so prominent? And it's same- weirder. It's same- weirder for my friends because we watched the first episode during Thanksgiving the other day, and you know, the, everybody's at home or whatever. And they're watching the show and they're completely immersed. And then, you know, the character walks out and all of a sudden, you know, I start talking, players, please line up at the start or whatever. And then and then they're like, oh, God, it's, it's my buddy Nick. He killed my immersion just by talking. <laughs> and then at any time my character will talk, they'll try and talk over it, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Does anybody want any more? Does anyone want any more cranberry sauce or whatever? And it's like, come on, guys, I'm just trying to just be happy for your friend. He had a job. <laughs> so, that's how it is it didn't break my
0: immersion I tell you what it no no I, I, I turn to my girlfriend and say I, I know that guy but he's doing a phenomenal job here can I hear that voice again
1: I, I think it sounds better by talking to the water bottle I don't know if it'll yeah it'll I was gonna up. say do they put something on it I record it um, I record it raw I just put it in the mic and uh, just record it and uh, they probably they probably put an effect on it or something to to muffle it slightly. That's what or... I mean, yeah, because
0: you're under a mask, yeah.
1: Yeah, so they make it sound like it's been recorded with the mask on. Yeah. Um, and, and they did a really good job with it. I think they did a better job with it in the challenge than they did in uh, Season 1 of Squid Game in that dub. It, it, I went back and listened to it to compare, and I was like, oh, it actually sounds really good this time. Um, and not that it didn't sound good the first time around, but I think they've improved upon it.
0: Do you think that's because they know more people might potentially watch this show versus a dub? Or is it just the way they've gone about it, you think?
1: From what I understand, more people watched the dub of season one than watched it in the original Korean, which is kind of surprising. There you go. It's it's actually kind of surprising because everybody I know, they brag on dubs and they go, oh, you know, I watch it in the original Korean. But then you find out what the global statistics are released by Netflix and you find out more people listen to the dub than watched it in the original Korean and so that actually doesn't um, surprise me what do you know the percentage I don't know the percentage that'd be interesting yeah I think I knew it at one point but I don't know it anymore
0: it'd probably be like 80 20 dead set or 70 <laughs> 30. <70/30. laughs> oh man a I lot can, of people don't like reading <laughs> I should go back and watch it again in English I really should because I want to watch the show again anyway it'd probably yeah, be a completely works. different experience.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I watched I watched it subbed. I did not watch it dubbed save for uh some of my own scenes. I just watched in English real quick and then uh uh moved over to to the Korean just because I can understand the Korean and so it's it's easier to just get through it that way. Uh but I think I think you know having a dub is a is a great resource for people who um um who need that, you know, whether they have some kind of uh reading impairment ability or Uh, if they have kids running around and they can't focus on the screen 24 7 then uh yeah that's the way to go for them yeah but you wanted to hear the voice again and yeah 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 i gotta remember a line now um you had
0: it just before
1: i'm pretty sure something about the start players please line up at the start immediately if you do not obey the rules of this dormitory you will be eliminated
0: Dude, the way you finish off the sentences is so cool. I,
1: uh, I originally had the script and they would just write it as a sentence. You will be eliminated. Um, And then they were like, let's take every time he says eliminated and add ellipses before he says eliminated. And I was like, <laughs> I realized that the editing style of a reality show was different mm. from a drama and so I had to deliver the lines differently because they cut a lot to show people's reactions. And so we had to sort of buy them that extra time to show everybody's everybody's face. And then they get eliminated. So it's it's like a pause before eliminated and then you yeah. give it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those it's like one of those moments where if this were linear television, they'd cut yeah. to commercial or something, you know, offer them that pause. So you're
0: in the booth going Player four five six has been eliminated. (laughs) That's
1: exactly that's exactly what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. Although that's not suspenseful. We already know the person. Uh, It's probably the other way around. The player being eliminated is four five six. Was four five six? Oh, you haven't you haven't caught up, have you? Yeah, you haven't seen.
1: Well, damn! I know. You know? Yeah. (laughs) I was gonna say. So you know, I know the winner. How the show ends. You know the. I winner. know who lives and who dies, but I'm not going to say anything. No, of course, but
0: you know the winner. Wow,
1: there you go. I I know the winner. I'm not going <laughs> to, and I won't say a word about it. Uh, someone he said my parents. My parents called me on the phone and asked me, "Do you know the winner?" My mom. Said, Do you know who wins at the squid game? I want to know who did it. Was it that one guy? You know, he, he just athletic the guy. I'm not telling you anything. Uh,
0: someone here said the dubbed was so much better. How does that feel when you hear that?
1: I've never heard that before, but i uh, <laughs> sure it feels exciting. So that's guess. the first time we're getting a live reaction. No, people come up to me and tell me to my face they hated the dub, and I'm like, all right. What do you okay. mean to your face? I, people do that. Uh, it's happened on a number of occasions. People come up to me and, you know, Don, I've seen Don Sheedle say before that people come up to him and tell him, uh, you know, one of the Ocean sequels or whatever was like their least favorite movie ever. And they hated the movie. And, yeah, you know, but people do that to, to actors or whatever, because they, I don't know, some people don't, it's not a majority of people, but a minority of people don't understand boundaries and they will do something like that.
0: So what did you, what do you say
1: to that? I asked them what they do for a living, then tell them I hate that too.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're good. So you get one back Uh uh-huh what what do you do for work data analyst that is so stupid (laughs) but do you you give it a bit of laughter or do you just stone cold
0: oh yeah i hate that I i think they
1: realize after i put it in perspective that it's a joke and we can have a laugh about it i've never had anybody get upset at me for when i do that you know i i think people realize oh it's his job yeah his boss made him you know do it a certain type of way say these lines a certain type of way it's not it's not all actor choice. He didn't create the show.
0: So when can I expect Squid Game 2, man? When do you think it will happen? 2024. Oh, really?
1: That's the goal, yeah.
0: Oh, awesome. I didn't know it was that soon. So it's has it started shooting or I don't know how much you can say about this. So just cut me off. Um,
1: I'm I'm blind to it, but I will tell you here's what I can say. I have not started work on it. Yeah. Okay. Because dubbing is usually the final process. They have a, at, at bare minimum, a rough cut, rough visual effects, and all of that before it goes to uh, dubbing companies all over the world to to dub in various languages. And so, um, you know, when I start dubbing, I know we'll be in the final stretch and uh, we'll be uh, less than four months from release usually. And so.
0: Oh, cool. So you expect to. It...
1: You've, you've got a bit of a wait. Do you think
0: if you're a betting man, end of next year? Do I think what? No. If you were a betting man, would you bet on it coming out the end of next year?
1: I would bet on it coming out in 2024 um, because their filming schedule is not affected by um, By U.S. strike strike regulations. And so I would bet on that. But, you know, anything's possible. This is not an official statement from me or Netflix. No, no,
0: no. If you're a betting man. My betting man. (laughs) The how would how do you think you would go on the show?
1: If I were participating, in <laughs> <the stupid laughs> games, um, it's funny. All my buddies were upset at me after we watched the reality show because they were like, "Nick, why didn't you tell us when they were casting for contestants? We would have gone on." And I was like, "Oh, now you care. Now that there's four and a half million dollars on the line, and you know about it, now you now you give a shit about what I do for work." Um, how would I do on the show? Um, are they playing the same games they played in season one or, or, you know, from the reality show or are they playing new stuff? Why
0: well, is that a different answer?
1: Because I know the games going in. So I know how I would do within certain games I've seen versus, you know, if it was new stuff, obviously I'm way less prepared. If they had a, I'm just going to make up a game. Let's see here. Uh, if they had to do like some. American Ninja Warrior style challenge or like you got to hang from monkey bars for, for 10 minutes. Uh, you can bet your ass that I would not do so well on those. But
0: for season two, do you think they're going to do the same games or they're going to be all completely oh, different? Oh, doubt, I doubt it. All different I mean, I,
1: it's, pure, it's pure speculation, but I'm sure they're going to do entirely new games and uh, yeah. and, and go bigger budget on it because Netflix will afford them that budget.
0: Bigger budget, but what, what would that mean? Because they're already tight sets. You know what I mean? They're already tight sets.
1: I mean, as a fan, I would love to see them take some of the games outdoors and uh, sort mm. of turn them into big set pieces, you know, not just a room. Really? That's, you know, that's just, that's just what I want to see as a fan. I know nothing.
0: No, no, we know you know nothing, don't worry. You don't have to read. You realize there's going to be you know, one person I who know. takes
1: this, yeah. and Squid Game actor confirms outdoor games in season two. And so I have to, I have to clarify. Yeah, we need the context in the clip if you're going to share the clip. The
0: mm-hmm. outdoors—that's interesting. I like that idea, but I also do like the intimacy of some of these sets, like that uh, the marbles game. You know that. that oh yeah. Sort of intimacy of that set was kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah I
1: don't know. I, th- I hope they do new games for sure, because that I, you know I think reutilizing a set like that marble set and uh, using it for something like a hide and seek would be so cool, right? The thing is, the games have to cater
0: to; it can't just be a strength contest. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It has to. There has to be a balancing act, so it's kind of fair for everyone a little bit. Like all the games are kind of, besides, I guess, the tug of war you can kind of win most of the games no matter what build you are, would you say? Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's always more interesting when it's not physical 100 and there's sort of an intellectual component to it. I don't know if you saw physical 100. What's that? It was another show I worked on the dub for. Um, it was physical a popular 100. reality competition show. and oh, It was, it was yeah. of Strength, basically. It was also on Netflix. Was that...
0: Greenlit after Squid Game, do you know? From what I understand, yes. Physical One Hundred. What did you dub in that?
1: Uh, it, it was a UN-style dub, and so the contestants speak, and then uh, like a second or two later, you know, uh, uh, English-speaking voices come in and uh, dub them over. And uh, Jesus, man, of, these guys sort of, are
0: over. these guys are yoked. <laughs> these guys are oh, yeah. jacked, man. Yeah, it's a very different
1: show from Squid Shit. Game as a result.
0: Yeah, shit. I remember when Squid Game came out, there was this other show that was making
1: a bit of waves. Do
0: you remember another Korean show? Oh, what was uh, it the Japanese
1: show, uh, Alice in Borderlands, right? And then uh, All of Us Are Dead was a Korean one. All of Us Are Dead. That might be that's it. The, that's the zombie one. That's the uh, one with high school kids fighting zombies.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's the one I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah. That no, went kind of big. Yeah.
0: I thought that was actually... Oh, so that's not even a game like um, Squid Game. That's just zombies. There you go. Yep. So, and if they do new games in season two, you'd think um, the reality show, they would piggyback off those games. But then again, this show had new games like Battleship. That's right, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm always down to see new games. That's always exciting to me to see see them do different things or new things and so um i mean i i love the fan favorites too like who doesn't love <laughs> who doesn't love the red light green light with the with the squibs going off and and people are told to fall down when they get eliminated that's that's always going to be a classic but uh yeah the battleship was uh it was cool i saw a short clip of it online i haven't seen the full thing yet because i haven't gotten to that episode but yeah that was very cool and uh um yeah we, we don't even know about a second season of the reality show. It just came out and so um it's got to rake in numbers and it's got to get popular before uh, we get greenlit for something like that.
0: So <clears throat> going back to Horangi if you had to if he was going to be in a campaign for Call of Duty. Mm. Have you ever thought about this? Where would you take it if you could write it?
1: where would I take it if I could write it?
0: Cause you're a bit of a writer yourself. If I'm, I'm not, that's mistaken. right. Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, you'll know that. And, and anybody in, in chat watching will know that I wrote my own Horangi fan fiction, um, posing a hypothetical storyline for the character that set in between modern warfare two and three, um, the new, and, one. the new ones. That's right. The new ones. Uh, and, and people seem to really like him. And, uh, Um, You know, it was a storyline I had thought about for a long time, and I explained my reasoning within it, but um, if he were in some kind of campaign scenario, I think it would, it would happen if, let's say, um, let's say Russia and the Kony group were smuggling nuclear weapons out of North Korea, uh, who was their ally. And we haven't seen North Korea prominent in a Call of Duty game since, I think, advanced warfare. But they had a similar scenario there where, uh, you know, North Korea had invaded the South. And uh, I thought sort of reintroducing them as a as a potential ally to to Russia, which is actually based on current world events where um, th- there's evidence to suggest that those two countries are allied with one another. And so I think in a situation where that happens in the Call of Duty universe, you would need somebody like Horangi, who uh, uh, is based in the South and uh has a, a, probably a lot of intel about uh, you know high threat targets in the north, uh, consulting with the one four one or or the American allies, uh, the CIA or whoever, and so that was sort of my idea. Of but it. he's a bad guy, isn't he? yeah. I mean, it, it depends on what what you uh, what you consider bad guy, right? I mean, if we're talking about multiplayer factions. Is Nicki Minaj a bad guy then, too? You know, what are, what are oh, the yeah, rules? you're right. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like the, <laughs> the the multiplayer groupings are almost arbitrary and, and not necessarily canon, right? Oh, okay. okay. It feels that way to me, right? Because, I mean, in multiplayer, you are on this, you know, Graves is on the same faction as Makarov. But in a campaign situation, they would not be friends at all. They're enemies. Yeah. Graves is kind That's, of a, in the middle isn't he? He's kind of
0: a bit of an yeah. anti-hero. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah. So, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put him on the same side as Makarov like they are in, in multiplayer.
0: So would you put Hurangi in uh in in the middle ground?
1: Some I mean, I'm ha- yeah, sure. I'm happy to see him be sort of a, a a gray middle ground figure and they I think the the developers sort of hinted at that um, with the I don't know if you played through the Shadow Company, um, seasonal event that happened a few months ago, but they basically you know they had Soap and one for one on one side, and they had Shadow Company on the other side, and the Shadow Company reward was a Horangi skin, and so I was like, you know, it it's it makes sense to me that Horangi would uh you know be aligned with Shadow Company potentially, but not necessarily be a villain in the same sense as you know, Makarov or, 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 one of the other characters on that faction, the Coney group. So out of all
0: the operators, who do you think he gets along with the best or is working with Graves and that? that I, I,
1: that's, that's how I ended my, uh, my fan fiction spoiler alert, I guess, but it's been months. So if you haven't read it, then uh, that's on you. Um, yeah. I, I, I am the fan, fi- uh, the fanfic with, uh, with Graves recruiting him to shadow company and sort of, Filling out that lore that was already established by the developers a bit, and so yeah, I think I think that would make sense to me.
0: So you think you could turn that fanfic into a campaign or a game or a little two-hour romp?
1: I I don't know. I wrote it with um, um, with respect to the existing campaigns in mind. I didn't want to go <laughs> off the rails and write my own Fast and the Furious fanfic or something. Hobbes and Shaw. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs and Star or something, but uh <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> Horangi and
0: uh, Koenig. Is that is that who they the fans always pair up those two?
1: Yeah, they always they always ship uh Koenig and Horangi together. Oh, as a couple. Um, as a couple, yeah.
0: Ah, okay. Why why those two? Was there a reason? Just cuz they're masked? or uh, I think cuz they're
1: they're two of the cooler masked guys on uh, on the Cortex faction probably. That's my guess. Yeah.
0: I have, I believe I have seen some art. Um, it was pretty full on. <laughs> Man, I, it was pretty I, full on. But I've it was great art. Too. But it
1: was, yeah, it was very graphic. Oh, yeah, it, it almost always is. And people people send it to me. And uh, I, I unfortunately can't share the most graphic things that people send me. But I'll, I'll, share, um, I'll share the more wholesome or, or lightly suggestive ones. And, uh, yeah, people seem to get a kick out of that. Do you still use the Warfighter skin or have you moved because he's got some cool skins now? He's got some cool skins, but my top are I probably still use the Warfighter skin the most. Although I noticed in Modern Warfare 3, they've changed one detail about it. And I don't know if it was intentional to make the character more visible in multiplayer or if it was, I, I don't know, a texture bug. But he used to have black face paint. Around his eyes and his nose and everything, so he wore the sunglasses. But then his face, the skin of his face, was right. black. Now it's now and it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. That face paint is gone now. And so I, you know, it may have been a change to make him more visible and not blend into shadows too well. But uh, I noticed it was different, and uh, I still I still use that one the most. And the second most is what's the one with uh, the blue mask? That 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 weird like
0: electronic mask. Oh, that futuristic one. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I I suddenly don't remember the name of that skin. But That's all right. Yeah, I can get it up. Rangis. I know fans disassembled it and found out the body is uh, is a female body. Like he's got really? breasts. Yeah, I, I he's, got breasts. I, he's got breasts. He's got breasts. Yeah, really? I guess it was a different. I guess it was a skin for a different operator at some point. Ah, oh, okay. And yeah. they made it a Rangis death
0: frame. Thing.
1: Death frame. Death that Frame, that's the one, yeah. yeah. That's a cool one. I like the I like the tracer effects you get with the guns on that uh, on that bundle. Um, but my second favorite skin has got to be the Dead Agent one, which is like he's got a long... Uh, I guess it's kind of like a, a wool uh, overcoat. Say that again. What's the name? It's called Dead Agent.
0: I, I'm just going to pull it up now on screen. I, I love this one. It's kind of a Top Gun meets... Yeah, you know, Call of Duty vibe.
1: Let me bring. Yeah, so I always up. wear that one on the snow maps and the. Oh, you're really
0: getting into it.
1: Oh uh, yeah, love uh, I yeah. love <laughs> that.
0: There he is. is. There he is. There. That's Dead Agent. Mm-hmm. And then that's Death Frame. Yeah, that that kind of flickers. Yeah, got some cool skins, man. Did we ever find out about that Squid Game little Easter egg on him? The four. Did we ever find out the answer to that?
1: I never found out, and I know which developer is responsible for putting that in there, but he does not use social media, and so I don't. I haven't had. I don't have his email, and I haven't bothered to to dig and find it and send him an email and ask him. So why is there a Squid Game Easter egg on Horangi? But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't I still don't know the answer to that question of why he has Squid Game Easter eggs on his default costume. Cuz I always said
0: it was a it was a nod to you because you were right. so in cuz you put everything
1: into your characters. I think you told me that before. I, You've said that. I mean, I'd be I'd be flattered if it was true, but I'm still I still feel like it could have just been a really cheeky coincidence. Come on, man. It can't be. That's a hell of a
0: coincidence, man.
1: I mean, when you think about Korean things, you know, the Squid Game is probably one of the first things that comes to mind. And it was it was popular at the time of, of development still, that first season. And so I feel like it could have just been in the back of everybody's mind and just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to draw a circle and a star and a triangle and an umbrella. So
0: what do you believe? What do you believe?
1: You think it's that? I, I, I would think so. But, you know, everybody seems to believe it's a nod – to me but you don't uh, i i'm not i'm not convinced yet until i hear it directly from uh from ricky Zhang himself
0: because you didn't go back for modern warfare 3 did you they just used the same
1: lines from 2 right they did that with everybody they did yeah they did that with all their campaign operators too their multiplayer lines are are the same yeah
0: well hopefully modern warfare 4 they bring you back oh, yeah. and then you will ask for us right
1: I I will absolutely ask, and <laughs> by then most people will have forgotten why they did what they did four or five years ago. But
0: I won't forget, Nick. All right. You won't forget, right? <laughs> the um, last time we chatted as well, you said I asked you if you could bring a celebrity in, an operator, a celebrity operator. Who would you team up with? Okay, I and had the said- worst
1: answer ever last time. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the answer? I remember the answer. I said, I said, I said, they should make a Kim K bundle. And and who did we get? Pretty we close. Got Nicki Minaj Nicki that we're yeah. with. That's pretty close. I mean, uh, we're getting there. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's within that sphere of entertainment, I suppose. But yeah. Um, so you want to know my updated answer now? I have to come up with a new one. Yeah. Give us your updated answer. Cause now you've had
0: time to think about it. Cause Yeah, we haven't spoken in over a year.
1: So, Mm -hmm. over stream. So, we've got a lot of good ones. We've got the boys' characters. We've got Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I did like Homelander. Oh, I have Homelander. Yeah. Yeah, His lines are excellent. And Bruce Campbell's lines for the Evil Dead bundle. Oh, my gosh. He's so good so because i grew up on those i grew up on those spider-man games where they kind of just let him off the rails and he improvises the hint dialogue and they did the same thing with call of duty and i was like i reckon they oh. were
0: fans of that game the guys that, that did
1: this I've They must have been they're yeah. all Acti- they're all activision games too oh that that'd be why because yeah. Treyarch people don't know that Treyarch developed those old spider-man games those movie tie-in games and so you know what? What hand they had in it, I don't know, and I don't know how many of the same people actually worked on it, but they they used Bruce Campbell the right way, and I was very very happy about that. But I thought yeah, if I was that before
0: you, before you go on, I had I um I did a video on all the operators, and I did have to laugh. One of the top comments was Call of Duty has become a Comic Con convention. <laughs> no, the. the <laughs> because there is so many random operators but it's like it's kind of it's just like Fortnite. i mean you can play anyone that's the whole vibe it's not really as you said it's not really canon in many respects no
1: it's not can multiplayer is not canon but yeah you know i don't get i don't get offended when i see a Nicki minaj skin i just get offended when i get killed by one and then teabagged on (laughs) and so Uh, i wonder if she has a wider hitbox (laughs) <laughs> i don't think, i know
0: you're not gonna go there don't i'm not gonna go there. No, they don't have a wider don't hitbox i
1: know that uh, if i say if i joke that i uh, sarcastically that they have a wider hitbox people will run with that online and say confirmed Nicki minaj has a wider hitbox yeah. or whoever but um yeah if i had to see another tie-in bundle i would choose somebody who could really improvise with the dialogue and uh uh Kind of go off and and do something unpredictable and so let me think i I, you know i I don't know i put very little time and thought into this but somebody suggested on my instagram the other day that they should make a squid game bundle and have the square guy be a character and uh oh so
0: you're creating more work for yourself i like that i'm creating more work for myself i was like oh that's a that's a good
1: idea uh that's brilliant i would but you know he gets a he gets a um execution or whatever and then he says you have been eliminated
0: Oh, I'd, I'd buy that, mate. Right? That'd be Maybe, kind of well, fun, right? I would buy that.
1: I would bring in Aussie
0: Price because that's me. I don't know if you've seen me do that, but...
1: Uh, I have seen your Aussie yeah. Price. It's uh, it's it's hilarious. And I hope we get to see more with the MW3 campaign footage. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll bring him in. He's just a little bit vulgar, I think, for, for multiplayer. Oh, really? I'd have to tone him down a little bit. Yeah. He just well, because keeps... you, have you ever used him in multiplayer or you just narrate the campaign clips? You dub over them.
0: Uh, I dub over them, but I have gone online and put the voice on, and people do—they laugh. I had I had a bunch of footage. I did it for Warzone, and I'd bring people to—I'd get people their first wins. Because <laughs> any for some reason, any time I pair up with a guy in Warzone at random, they've never won. I ask every time I ask oh. them, they've never won a game. It's it's bizarre. Huh. So, how's how's your Warzone skills going? Are you looking forward to to the new? When is that? It's coming out soon, eh?
1: December sixth or seventh, yeah. So in uh oh, shit. about ten days. I can't wait to get back here. I can't wait either. Yeah. How are my war zone skills going? Um uh, people don't know that before Modern Warfare 2 came out, I had uh I, I had been out of Call of Duty for a few years, and so I wanted to get back into it because the last time I had played them was during the advanced movement era, and so I needed to sort of recondition my brain for boots on the ground and I, I had to stop playing halo and halo 5 and all of those games and so i played modern warfare 2019 a lot to get back into it and uh learn that movement and then um played mw2 throughout its entire life cycle and streamed for much of that life cycle and i, I would say i've gotten pretty decent at-, at warzone now i would say i i hope i'm not offending anybody you by saying you can beat me I don't know how good you are, <laughs> but I hope I'm not offending anybody by saying I'm probably one of the best, um, if not the best. You are definitely the best. You're definitely the best, by far. Plays the game. Mm.
0: Definitely the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Chad sucks. Uh, what? <laughs> Martin, Martin sucks. Nah, nah. They're they good.
1: Actually, Martin, Martin is pretty good, yeah. Martin's, Martin's pretty good. good. Yeah, he's, a, he's more of a Sage player. Because he's obviously oh, I have not I haven't seen his siege game. He's played, Aussie Siege. He's the Aussie them.
0: operator, yeah. Um, um so yeah, he's played that a fair bit, I'm guessing. The um what did you think of Spoilers Guys, if you haven't beaten Modern Fair 3? Three, two, one. The soap death scene. What did you think?
1: What did I think of Soap's death? Um, I don't know. It was sad, man. I've had my um I've had minimal interactions with uh, with Neil on social media over the last year. And uh, that started when I started making TikToks about my character and this random guy called Neil, who I had never met or heard of because we recorded separately, would show up in my comments and uh, say things like stay off the lawn, mate, or uh, or whatever, whatever else he was saying. And uh, uh, that's how I came to know Neil. And I was like, oh. This is the actor who plays Soap. obviously I knew his character very well, but I did not know Neil. And uh, so sort of getting to know him through those interactions and uh, um, and then, you know, seeing his character die, it was uh, yeah it was very sad. You know, I, I I would have loved to see more from that character, but it's it just wasn't in the cards for the storyline that they're trying to tell, I guess. And How do so, you think
0: he was feeling when he did that scene or when he read that?
1: Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked, I didn't talk to him about it. Uh, he if it was, you, if it was important. you, if it was you, if it was me, you know, if they wrote a scene for me like that and uh, I knew I was going to die, I feel like it would be um, uh, re- really emotional, honestly. Like I feel like, you know, if you have a character that is a major part of your <clears> career and your identity as an actor and that character dies and you're not going to play that character anymore, it feels like, it probably feel like you're losing a piece of yourself, right? It, it, and so, you know, it, it's silly to say that, I guess, about a character that's completely fictional and nothing's actually changed, you know, within within the broader course of reality. But it it feels like somebody has died. It feels like a part of you is is lost, right?
0: You know, no, I only say that because you kind of know, you know, <clears throat> before Modern Warfare Two, he had a very minimal social media following and then after big because of that role and now yeah. you know and all the you know, only a year or so later he's gone already you know it's kind of quick you'd think he would have had a bit more time but makarov man
1: that son of a bitch makarov oh man that son of a bitch and Julian plays him so well too oh I hate the guy <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was fantastic, wasn't he? He was menacing. Yeah, You've beaten the so. campaign, I'm guessing,
1: yeah? Oh, yeah. I beat it in like the first day and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I would have beaten it in one day, but uh, I got busy, and so I finished it the second day and uh, hopped right into multiplayer after that, or a week later, I guess.
0: This is from Anonymous. Thank you for the donation. Okay. Do you have any advice for actors auditioning?
1: For actors auditioning, um, can I ask a follow-up question, or is that not possible? What well, What's the follow-up? I'll I'll pretend I'm him or her. Uh, all right, I'll just answer more broadly. <laughs> just to, I don't want to answer a different question than the one they uh, they asked, and so i think with auditioning you have to realize that hundreds of actors or thousands might audition for the same part and so reading the script and giving the most obvious answer to that audition um would be adequate for a performance if you booked it but it will not get you the job in most cases Mm. um and so i would I would really take time to work out what this specific character's perspective is on whatever the situation is within that audition script. And once you've worked out an individual perspective, which you know is going to be informed by your own perspective, uh, then you've got something uh, a little more original and different from what everybody else is doing. Because you know, the most original and the most creative is the most personal. I think that's a, a Bong Joon-ho quote. Uh, he's the director of Legend. Parasite. Yeah, literally. Yeah, legend. Right. And so
0: Memories yeah, of a murder, he, 10 out of 10.
1: Great film. A 10 out of 10. A parasite, 10 out of 10. Mother, 10 out of 10. Uh have you seen all of them? Yeah. Yeah, you have. I haven't seen uh host. The host. Uh, host is all right. I think it's um I think it's limited by the fact that it um um you know came out in two thousand seven and uh, the visual effects are are a, I don't think they hold up to modern standards, but it's a good movie.
0: What's he on next? He's on uh, Rob Patterson.
1: Mickey 17, yeah, that movie with Robert Patterson. I'm looking forward to
0: that, yeah. So, Hey, Dan and Nick, you guys rock. What was your favourite map in Modern Warfare 3 from James? Mine is Underpass. I like the rainy vibe.
1: Oh, yeah. The um, the new, I mean, seeing it with modern graphics, it's, it's a really cool atmosphere. I mean, it looked cool in the original, but it looks really cool now. Like, it's a vibe. Mm, uh, I love that vibe. And so, let's see. If you're asking me what my favorite, you know, original Modern Warfare 2 map is, because they're all the same maps still, um, mm. then I probably would have said Rust, but we've seen Rust rebuilt over the years. It was in Modern Warfare 19, um, and it's back for Modern Warfare 3. I, I don't feel safe about saying it's my favorite map now because, you know, I mean, I love to play on it; and it plays exactly the same. But I'm, I have to think about which sort of reimagining I like the best, based on Modern Warfare 3's aesthetics. And so, I used
0: to be able to drop nukes on Rust. Not anymore. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: That ain't happening I, saw, I see people do it on TikTok, but I, you know, they go up top and then they just like grenade launch or do or do something with launchers and uh, get those kills. But uh, those aren't the games that I plan, because if you go up top there, you're immediately immediately attacked. dead. Exactly, and the entire lobby will beam you for going up there. Skill based matchmaking, man. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. These <laughs> TikTokers, they're playing on the easy lobbies.
0: Yeah, they 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 tank their accounts and then they. <laughs> Yeah, the 100% they yeah. do. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And they get all these crazy clips against
1: people that have never played. Uh, uh, my favorite you- map, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say Terminal. I really like the Terminal. reimagining. Yeah. And High Rise is, is awesome. I love High Rise as well. Uh, Nick, when will you write a new
0: fanfic? Also, are you writing anything else at the moment?
1: Uh, when will I write a new fanfic? I think I'm done with Hurangi fanfic... Um, I don't want to say forever because I never say never, but, um, I indefinitely I'm done with Horangi fanfic. That's not, that's not in the cards anymore. You got your one, your one shot, one and done. And, uh, that's what you get for Horangi fanfiction. Um, I also kind of closed that story off. So there's not, there's not really sequel room, but am I writing other stuff? Absolutely. Um, I pitched, um, I pitched a show to a major network, a while back before the writer strike and all of that and uh i won't say the name of the network but it rhymed with uh blamagon blind blivio." and uh, <laughs> i wonder uh, what that is man yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll never fit you'll never figure never figure that one out yeah <laughs> uh and it was uh it was a zombie show about um about uh an aging korean military vet and his second generation american son who uh, is not nearly as badass as his father navigating a a post-apocalyptic zombie infested United States and so
0: that sounds um, good that sounds
1: great yeah yeah and so um, we have an award-winning script on our hands and uh, our, the execs that <laughs> uh, at the at the studios we've shown it to have, have loved that script but have said um, uh, well you know, when we buy content now it's about the value of the ip and the audience we bring into it and uh, uh having source material and all of that and you know a, a lot of a lot of studios now they buy content that uh, they pick up content that has an established has an established fan base or it's based off a comic or something and so i thought well this is my opportunity to establish a fan base and uh, uh create that content and if people really like my my writing uh, from the fanfic then for sure, they're gonna love uh, my original writing, where I haven't been constrained by existing lore or having to write somebody else's characters. And so, this is my first opportunity to to really unleash and uh, uh, show the full uh, the full scope of what I'm capable of. That's and, awesome! Uh, I'm excited to share that. In, what's that comic? It's a comic. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to share this in the form of a a comic series and uh, subsequently a uh, trade paperback graphic novel next year and so stay tuned for more information about that but um yeah let me yeah, know man I'll, and
0: i'll share it as best as i can yeah it's gonna
1: it's uh it's gonna be a big thing i'm gonna be uh probably touring around uh, the country at first and maybe the world doing signings of the book and all of that and uh we'll be with a major publisher and uh our artists will be um from marvel and dc and we've been working all of that out now and so major comic book artists are working on the project and uh, so
0: you put some money into this
1: we put a lot of money and time and tears and blood and uh, every other fluid. It's, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a journey. And so you will, uh, I'm I'm so excited to share more about it in the, in the early new year. So have
0: you got the, so you've got the art ready and done. Like, you know what the covers look like and all that sort of
1: thing. I've got, I've got some of that. Um, okay. Yeah. I've got some of that. I can share it with you. One piece of art. Am I allowed to share a screen or do I have to send it to you in the chat or something?
0: Yeah, send if you can. Um, if you can, can yeah. you give me a link or something? Is that possible?
1: Yeah, let me see what I can do.
0: I'd love to see some art for this. Uh, Very exciting, man. And what's the name? Did we get the name of it? Have you released it? Uh, it's act?
1: called it's called kage, which is a Korean word. Kage. What does that mean? It's the Korean word for, for shop, or like bodega, basically. Ah, and okay. um, uh, it's relevant to the story because uh the main character's family owned a owned a shop in, in Koreatown, Los Angeles, and uh their life their lives were uprooted when uh this apocalypse apocalypse happened and so uh you will you will learn very quickly when reading the story why why that name is so relevant even though it's seemingly uh random to call your zombie story kage which means store yeah and how long yeah what's that how i was gonna say how long is it um so each issue is gonna be about 24 pages they'll release on a monthly or bi-monthly basis and uh the first six or so are out we'll compile them into a trade paperback um just like graphic novel format and that that full series uh, uh will cover the entire events of of my planned season one of the of the show can I share this now with everyone yeah go for it Nice. And those are our main characters.
0: Now, any inspiration from Walking Dead, Last of Us? Or are you trying to stay away from those properties?
1: I mean, I'm a huge fan of the zombie genre in general, but I don't think we've ever gotten to see the very unique perspective of what it would look like if uh, a middle-aged uh, Korean dude with the special forces background, you know, he's basically like a... He's like an aging horangi with PTSD. Although this character predates any work I've done on horangi. So you'll play
0: the the gentleman on the left. You think if all goes well? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. I, I don't.
1: I don't write parts for myself, and I'm obviously not nearly old enough. Um, but
0: um, I was gonna say he looks in his mid forties.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I don't write that old, mate. Myself. No, I don't write. I don't write parts for myself, and so I, I wrote it specifically to to um to be a writer on the show and show run, but uh it's you know it, it's my property and my baby but i i didn't write it to create an acting part for myself do you it, know who i see there cameos and small parts what's that
0: who is the guy from lost oh what's he's oh name? daniel day kim yeah yeah what do you think is he
1: what's that fan um, cast ever um, done alright <laughs> i was thinking uh uh do you know lee Young hun lee I'll look him. Up. He's in Squid Game. He was in G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know that guy? Yeah, legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a that's what I think. I think he'd make a great oh uh, yeah, definitely. A uh, chomo, and then Richard is his son. Definitely. Definitely. Uh And then, and then just we? a little just a little extra thing for you. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're because we're creating a comic series and uh, eventually we would love to see it become a television series you might see some uh, recognizable actors uh maybe even from the cod space uh show up in this comic book uh their their likenesses on certain characters and uh, that's very deliberately done and uh orchestrated with their permission and so uh if that happens uh you know why that's cool so that's already in the comic
0: yeah that's right that's really cool Any teasers on who? No, not yet. (laughs) You'll know when you know. Uh, All right, fair enough. Uh, Last one, what is your favorite line from
1: Hurangi? Uh, My favorite Hurangi line, uh, I think I told you last time my favorite line was the, was the Gulag one that they never implemented, the one where he escapes the Gulag and he says, fuck the the Gulag. (laughs) Fuck that brace, yeah. Which was, you know, we improvised it. Um, Because I remember now what the original line was. And it was, I guess, a reused line from one of the British operators. And it was, I'm right as (laughs) rain." And I was like, that that doesn't work coming out of his mouth. Uh, So that's your favorite, eh? That's my favorite. I hope it's implemented when Modern Warfare 3 uh, Warzone integration comes out, but yeah, other than that one, uh, he's got he's got so many great ones that I've heard, and occasionally you know, I don't hear them all all the time, and so sometimes I'll be surprised by boom, drop them. Uh, what are some other ones? Uh You are a legend. Can I, I have your over Can
0: I be um I want to know now, you don't have to answer
1: it. Least favorite line. My least favorite line that Horangi says. Ah, uh, let's see. Do I have a least favorite line? Ammo box here. Grenade.
0: <laughs> oh, no, sorry.
1: there's. I don't think there are uh, any lines I cringe at my delivery on them, which is actually surprising because for at least one of those recording sessions, I had COVID and didn't know I had COVID.
0: Oh, really?
1: No, I had no idea. I just, like, I basically, I just collapsed after the session was over, and I was like, "Damn, I'm really tired," and I didn't know it. Shit. But you think You're that right. would show in the recordings, and it would sound not so great. But I, um, I don't know. We powered through it, and yeah, there's none that I hear that I'm like cringing at, which is not the case for every project I've worked on. I've worked on plenty where I'm just like, I would have delivered that line differently. That's not, that's not good enough. That's not high enough, deep enough, whatever. But Horangi makes me pretty happy with. Uh, everything that's in there.
0: Hey, as we start to wrap up here, man, and thank you again for your time. Do you mm-hmm. think that that role, would you say it changed your life in any way?
1: Yeah, it changed my life in a major way, I think. Um, you know, uh, my career as an actor started to take off during the pandemic and uh, and towards the end of it. And, and that's not something that a lot of actors can say. Um, I think for a lot of people their careers took major hits and started to dry up during the pandemic. And so I know how blessed I am to have been able to work through um, some really tough times for actors over the last few years, even with the the strikes going on this year. And so I don't take that for granted at all. And I, I've been so blessed to have fans that um, uh, show up to meet and greets and show up to my Twitch uh, streams and uh, uh, buy, buy merch like the one I'm wearing now and uh, buy prints and, all of those things. And so that's, uh, you know, I I never take that for granted. And uh, I don't know how you possibly could. It's, it's, it's truly humbling. And uh, just uh, honestly, like uh, a a true honor to be a part of that. And what, how, because
0: I'm really sort of interested how you built this community, this wholesome sort of community you built over the last year, over TikTok and Twitter and and you know what you're doing, and but last time I asked you, you said, "I'm just winging it, basically." But it it doesn't look like you're winging it, man. Like you've, I feel like you had a plan, and you've you've stuck to the plan. You've nailed. I know, like consistency, because I, you know, I'm I'm the same. I, I'm a content creator at heart, and consistency always is a great thing, which you've been extremely consistent with the content. But what do you put it down to exactly? the last year I, don't of know, I, avoid, I avoided content
1: creation for the longest time, just because I was honestly terrified of it. I didn't know exactly what I was doing, but, um, once I found out there was a, a, a demand for, um, uh, the kinds of content I put out, I was more willing to, to give it a shot. And, uh, um, I don't know. It's about, it's about sharing the, um, the underrepresented voices in the cod space and, uh, being friendly to anyone who um, has uh, something uh, something interesting to share about their character or their experiences with the character, and uh, I think uh, sort of uh, promoting those voices uh, allows you to build a, a community of very uh, loving and passionate people, and uh, that's what we've done across a, a number of platforms, and uh, you know even my fan fiction is sort of a way of uh, uh, paying tribute to those fans who who sort of brought the ship to me and uh i had to i, I learned about it and uh it incorporated a little bit of it into into that story and so um you know that it's the it's the give and take relationship between between the content creator and the audience of uh of representing what they what they had canon
0: was there any particular video that popped off or post on twitter or tiktok or,
1: uh, or was it just
0: a bunch of different ones
1: I, a lot of them have popped off over the months, and because uh, you you put the uh, suit did,
0: on, didn't you, for a TikTok?
1: You got that's it? right. I put I put it on for a Twitch stream, and then somebody clipped it, and it became a TikTok. Ah, uh, okay. But you know that suit is so hot, I can only wear it for minutes at a time before I am j- completely drenched. <laughs> uh, and uh, I keep it in I keep it in the closet over there, but. Yeah, I can only wear it for minutes at a time, and I have I have thought about like, oh, what? It wouldn't be funny if I stream the entire stream as Horani. Yeah, no, man, that no. Ain't I last about six minutes before yeah. it's like it's all coming off. Now we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as for videos that have popped off, um, I did a video doing impressions of COD characters. That's on Instagram and TikTok that popped off. Uh, people didn't. People were like Nick. We didn't know you had that much range. We thought you were just Nick and then Horange, and they were two modes that you switch on and off. But uh, I tried to cover a, a wide spectrum of characters. And who uh, do you think you got? You
0: got the best, closest out of the other Cog characters impression.
1: Uh, you've seen the video, right? So you yeah. have your own. Opinions. Yeah. I think I got. I think I got Alejandro the best. Yeah. Yep. You think so? yep. Really. Okay. Yeah, I think I, I think I got Alejandro the best.
0: Hundred oh. percent. I think. Um, did you do price? You did yeah, price, did, yeah. didn't you? I think that's the one you need a little work on. Probably, Constru- I'm yeah. going to give you some constructive feedback. They were all yeah, brilliant. Yeah, go for it. All right, they were all brilliant. All right, I, they were Let's get brilliant. a notepad out and let's take some notes. <laughs> yeah, the, the the professional actor can take notes from me. Yeah, this this is comical. The, uh, no, let's cool. go. <laughs> all work ready. Write this down. All were good. Price ninety nine percent there. Just one more percent to fully get in there. Yeah. One more percent. Yeah, but I can't tell you exactly what that one percent is. So you have to figure that out on yourself.
1: I gotta. I gotta send an email to Barry. <laughs> no, <couldn't> uh,
0: <laughs> no, Alejandro. Yeah, you. You really nailed that one. Maybe it's just because you don't expect it. I get as well. Maybe that's a factor. But. Maybe. Um, Now, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. Is there anything you want to say to the fans that have tuned in today or are tuning in in a week from now or a year from now?
1: Uh, You asked me a question last time that I was hoping we could follow up on, which was, what are my dream roles? Oh, uh, I know the answer. I I think I said last time, yeah, you know the answer, but I think I said last time that uh, I would want to play a villain. And in the past year, I've gotten to play a lot of villains. And so let's switch up the answer this time. (laughs) I would love to be uh the live-action nightwing in the uh in the Gunverse of dc films um that would be cool i have i have taken that very seriously and uh i even have a stick here i've been i've been practicing my my collie my arnis my eskrima and so uh quite skilled with a stick now you want to but, show us uh, some no i'm not going to do it. <laughs> but um I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to do okay. but, next um, time you're on. Yeah. But also uh, if they do a live action invincible film, which I think uh, universal is working on uh, hit up your boy. I, I would love to be Mark Grayson, any character who's, uh, whose last name is Grayson that, 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 that works for me. So
0: <laughs> Dick Grayson. Yeah, anyone. Grayson, yeah. yeah. Okay. We've put that into the universe.
1: All right, and hopefully in two years you'll see me as Bob Grayson or some random character. <laughs>
0: uh thank you, man. I appreciate it, guys. Follow Nick, Nick, Nick. on all socials: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Nick J Martine. That's right. On all. I
1: uh, I think I'm Nick J Martino on every social media. Yeah. A or Martino. Martin O. Okay.
0: Nick Martin, no. Mm-hmm. So once again, I couldn't get through the interview without butchering a fucking name. <sighs> we're so close. We so so were so close, Nick. We were so close. All right. Last thing. Can Horangi, Horangi, <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it. And the square mask manager. Can we get them to talk to each other? Get them to talk to each can other. Say something Uh-oh. to each other. I'm really pushing in limit now.
1: I, I I gotta be doing improv in two different characters at the same time. <laughs> Without a script. Player 141. You have been eliminated. I'm not eliminated. I'm good at the squid game, okay? I have over 200 wins in Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone. You don't know? I'm not going to lose to the squid again. I'm going to kill everybody here. <laughs> that
0: was actually fantastic, man. Thank you. All right, guys. Say bye to Nick, and uh, we will have him on the show, I'm sure, again very soon for number three. Thank you again, Nick. All Pleasure, right. brother. Thanks,
1: man. Bye, everybody. Thanks for showing up.